Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us again on the PCICS podcast, the official podcast of the Pediatric Cardiac Intensive Care Society. Before we start, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Please visit our website, PCICS.org, where you can find more information about how to become a member and enjoy updated information on educational resources, meetings, job listings, and much more. My name's Andrew Smith. I'm a cardiac intensivist and medical director of our cardiac ICU at Monroe Carroll Junior Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. And I'm also a member of the PCICS Connections Committee. Uh, today, I have the opportunity to interview uh, Mary McClellan from Children's Hospital Boston. She's uh, presented her work on post-orientation support targeting education and resilience program, or POSTER, for new nurses. Uh, we have uh, the great pleasure of uh, interviewing her today and, and learning more about her work. So thanks for joining us. Thank and you for having me. And uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, POSTER? We uh, had an opportunity to expand our staff by, by almost uh, 30 positions, but we were finding that our retention rate for two-year nurses that had been hired was only about 64%. And I think sort of the old way of thinking about it is, well, this just isn't for them, or it's too intense, or the kids are too sick, but is that really what was going on. Um, the literature really shows that new hired nurses can benefit from coaching, some formal mentoring, and feeling that people have really invested in them. So we put together this program, um, the clinical educators on the inpatient cardiac unit, and it has a couple of components. The first component is that prior to the nurse completing orientation, their preceptor fills out an objective tool that helps to indicate how much uh, support that new nurse might be off orientation because it's so often that the nurse is off orientation and there you go off to the sea and good luck with you but they, they still need support they're still new once we evaluate sort of how much they're going to need all new nurses fresh off orientation get a twice a day check-in by one of the clinical educators um, all of us do 12-hour shifts including the educators so we're able to touch base with them about an hour into their shift um, so that they can finish their sign out and then about two to three hours before they finish their shift. And we always ask the same question. Do you have any questions? Is there anything that's concerning about your day? And is there anything I can do or teach you? At the end of the day, we pretty much ask it in past tense. How did your day go? Do you have any questions? Um, is there anything I can do to help you? And by doing this, they know that somebody is committed to uh, supporting them, that they're, especially on a really busy day when they feel like everybody's rushing around, they don't want to be a bother, or they feel like that they're going to be a bother, but they know that this person is dedicated to them. They get very used to it within the first two weeks. As soon as we come, you don't even have to ask the questions. They just run through the drill. Um, or sometimes even first thing in the morning, like, hey, could you check in with me early <laughs> that something's going on? So uh, we continue that for a minimum of six months, regardless of the nursing experience. Uh, new grads, we have a tendency to make that anywhere from a year to a year and a half. The other thing that we do is that each new hire selects, we have uh, three unit-based educators, that they can select one of those educators as a, a coach. And in that first six months, they get uh, coaching sessions once a month, that it's really just an opportunity to set aside for you know, their professional growth. 
After about six to 12 months, the coach evaluates whether they're ready to transition to our unit-based mentoring program and will help them select a mentor if they need to. So they're not permanently sort of in this coaching role, but we do transition them. And after doing this program, our retention rate for nurses that have been hired for two years or less has been about 94%. So it has made a difference. Um, we continue this. There's uh, several other units in our institution that are starting to create programs based on our poster program. That's terrific. It sounds like there's some variability in terms of when uh, bedside nurses are transitioning away from, mm-hmm. uh, from this sort of support. How are those decisions made in terms of when uh, leadership feels like they're ready to, ready to move on and don't right. maybe don't necessarily need that extra support. Um, so we try to, to be objective about it. I think also some coaches like to really hold on to some of their people or um, there are some nurses that may feel that they're they're more independent than maybe they're, they're at. So that objective tool that we created, and I mean, we do need to, to validate it, but uh, it was kind of created by expert consensus. So it starts with the preceptor uh, evaluating that new nurse. But anytime there's a coaching session, we keep it sort of all in a, a, a protected database, that coach re, uh, redoes the tool and sees where their score is. And that score can go anywhere up to, I believe, uh, 30. And we found that if their score is 9 or less, they're doing okay and that they may be ready to transition. If they're above 9, they're still needing a lot of uh, support. Um, On that tool, we look at their clinical ability, their educational needs, and their integration, their uh, emotional support. Once they kind of go below nine, at that point, the coach has a conversation with that person and asks if they're ready. Um, We haven't had anybody say no yet. (laughs) It provides a little bit of objectivity for for when they're ready to to come off. We we have other people coming along, so... we need to be able to focus attention on those that are also now coming off orientation as well. Mm-hmm. And is this uh, get when you when you were asking what sort of challenges are you having today? Uh, That's a great question. So sometimes it would be that you know they needed a better understanding of their anatomy. A lot of times it was about logistics that. You know, gosh, I have a patient on melanone that's going down a CAT scan later and I'm getting this kid back from the cath lab and they might happen at the same time. What can I do? Um, other times it was concern about how to effectively communicate with perhaps a challenging parent, especially as a new person, to try to show some confidence. So sometimes we need to do a little bit of coaching. Um, I think a lot of it was also to get them to be self-reliant um, to help them sort of work through, well, what do you think you should do, um, instead of just giving them the answers so that it's, you know, they, they're going to need to find the answers at some point. And to feel comfortable at what point, like sometimes it's a sounding board, when do I need to talk to the charge nurse? When do I need to talk to the team? Um, is it too early? And by having sort of that check-in, it's also helpful if they call us throughout the day and say, hey, remember I told you about this at 8 o'clock in the morning? Well, now it's happening. So that we could help to get supports to them if they needed to, or, you know, we could be there. Maybe they have a challenging dressing or, um, you know, a a complicated test that the patient needs to go to. So a lot of it was just troubleshooting. Um, Or sometimes they're like, hey, not now. I'm trying to get start my shift, but could you just explain what that surgery was? Mm -hmm. And then we'll sit down with them at a a quieter point in the day and help them 
understand what the patient's anatomy is, but also what would be the critical things that they should be watching for that day. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned a lot about uh, the uh, educational aspects of this, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think as as we all know, there's uh, a, a lot more uh, focus been placed that's been placed on. Uh, provider, whether it's physician or nursing, uh, burnout and, mm -hmm. and resilience as well, too. Are the incoming nurses in this program evaluated or in some way having some baseline data, I guess, when it comes to burnout and uh, uh, any impacts um, that, that you've seen either anecdotally or um, objectively in terms of uh, helping with that, one would one would think having that uh, support mm -hmm. network and having ways to to navigate um, the logistics and mm -hmm. the education challenges of of learning a new field um, that that may uh, may help substantially. But was wondering about right. Uh, um, we do that. talk about that even before they're hired. We sort of outline what their training is going to be like, but what's going to happen post training. Mm -hmm. um, I think for the the novice nurse, that doesn't mean anything. But for the new high, the previously experienced nurse that's coming in, they're like, oh, thank goodness. Um, even before they're hired, we give them a day on our unit to shadow with an experienced nurse. So they have a sort of a full immersion of this is what you're interviewing for. Um, so that there's not so much of a shock. But about four weeks before they're done with orientee, and we meet with the orientees and the preceptors weekly to, to touch base, where are you at, are you on target? But four weeks prior to completion of orientation, we sort of pull the orientee aside, because that's when they start to think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on my own in four weeks, and I, now I know I know nothing, um, which is actually a good place for them to be instead of, I think I know everything. So at that point, we really outline what that support's going to look like um, and what specific concerns they have off orientation so that we can communicate amongst ourselves. And the other thing is, although we have three unit-based educators, we're not all like full-time, so it's um, there's coverage every day of the week, but it's not the same person. So we also keep a, a password-protected journal as to how somebody's day went. So there should there, it feels like there's some continuity for the new hires, that even before I go to do my check-in, I can see what the educator had to say about the person's day yesterday. Like, hey, I heard that this happened. Do you want to talk about it? And a little bit of that's relief, so they don't have to relive the entire day. They can just start from where they left off the previous day. What would you see as the most important lesson you've learned from this work? Um, well, I think one of the first lessons is that don't assume that just because it's a difficult unit that not everybody is going to make it. I think if you give the people the support they need, they'll make it. Um, we should we need to get rid of that assumption that they just weren't resilient enough and you know got speed. Um, so I think that that was a really big one. I think more than the coaching sessions, truthfully, I think checking in with them twice a day has really helped a lot with. Um, getting them socialized into the unit. Because I think if you have somebody that's perceived as asking a lot of questions or at the end of the day having, like signing off and finding out that there was all these things that weren't done, they start to get really marginalized by the staff. But being that, imp that intermediary um, and helping them like, yes, this is appropriate to call. No, you wouldn't be calling the person at this. You need to sort of solve them, this on your own. 
um, has decreased, we've gotten feedback it's decreased stress on the senior staff, um, that they feel like that they're getting pulled in less directions by the newer staff. And I, I feel like that there's more social integration with the newer hires as a result. Okay. Well, thank you. Anything thank you. else you want the, the folks at home to know? Uh, just to get rid of your assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks, to, uh, thanks again to Mary McClellan for speaking to me about the post-orientation support targeting uh, education and resilience program at Children's Hospital Boston. Uh, we've enjoyed having you on our podcast. Thank you. And thank you. to all our listeners, thank you for listening to this PCICS podcast. Please, again, don't forget to look for other episodes on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Or subscribe to get all the latest episodes as they're released. Once again, find out more at our website, PCICS.org. The song I Don't Know by The Grace was used under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution.